0: Welcome back to Trade Talk with the Hedge Fund Insider, L.A. Aco. here. Excited for this uh, new episode of Trade Talk. Uh, This just came through the news wire and it has me very, very, very interested in what is going on out here. Uh, The most recent news is that the CME will be introducing universal mortgage-backed securities uh, futures. This is very interesting because before you could only... Deal in the futures market. It's not in the futures market in the mortgage-backed securities market. If you were um, a person who you know understood how to buy individual bonds, um, were very much uh, aware of how to buy pools of bonds. Whereas now the universal system allows you to buy agency bonds that have already been uh, put together uh, through a pass-through, meaning to pass through interest. Payments to you, but in this particular case, uh, it is going to be TBA, uh, meaning to be announced. Where you have a settlement based off of six conditions that you and the um, you and the seller agree to, and then you would have a settlement after that point. I'll get all to those details later. But let's get to what the hypothesis of the episode is and what we are looking at. The premise of doing this episode is because I think that. There is an opportunity that is arising here. You always remember, as Buffett says, when others are fearful, that's when you are greedy. However, I know that, is, that can com- come quite as a cliche, especially coming out of the crypto market and all these other people saying, you know, this is the time to buy when everything is a wreck. In this particular case, which is government mortgages, I would say it is a time to start to look and consider uh, the long bond about two weeks ago, about June 11th, there were no bids on 30year treasuries, hence the inversion of the 20 uh, the 20 and the 30. you can go back to that episode and listen a bit more there. Uh, this new universal mortgage back uh, security uh, futures um, excuse me futures trading is only going to deal with the 30 year residential mortgage that has been pulled into universal MBS. You might also see this when you research as UMBS. MBS again, just universal MBS. Uh, sorry, not universal uniform. I don't know why I am mixing You know, why I'm mixing these things up. I was listening to a particular song that is called uh, next universe. So my apologies. So uniform MBS. So let's get back to it here. So we're looking through this stuff. Trading on um, uniform MBS on the CME is going to take place in November twenty November twenty twenty two. That's a key date. Uh, historically, the last time we had issues in the mortgage-backed securities market, which was in two thousand seven, going into two thousand eight in July, where things were getting not much of a bid and no activity. Uh, in November, that is when the Fed stepped in, specifically Ben Bernanke, and started to uh, put a floor to. Uh, the MBS products on the long side. Now let's really kind of get into the concept of this, because I know there's a lot of people who would say, well, why would I want to buy a bond? Because there's a lot of uh, institutions who don't want these bonds. And especially there's a lot of individuals. Proof positive is two weeks ago when you couldn't get a bid. Uh, well, not you couldn't, but the fed couldn't get a bid for people to buy long bonds. And the reason that is, is because interest rates are going up, but there's a, there's a key thing that you have to visualize and understand if interest rates are going up. Remember I told you that the majority of companies in this country are junk rated. So they have to finance on that five to 10 year window. They're very lucky if they can even get the 10, they're usually going to get the five to seven. They can't get that 10 year. So that 10 year interest rate is going to dictate what the five and seven year is going to give them. And on that sliding scale, they're going to pay more and more for the financing. Now, if you are in a good position and you took financing for your five to seven year debt, like some of the junk companies did specifically AMC is one of them. Would you now want to refinance or issue new debt at a higher interest rate when interest rates are going up? No. If I am an investor and I'm looking for some bonds for my portfolio, one so I can margin them too, because I just, I actually need them. A lot of institutions have to have them based off of charter. Would I go and buy short-term bonds that have a, whether it even be a five, six, a 7% interest rate when interest rates are going up and I know they cannot make their bonds callable or refinance? On one hand, you would say, well, that's great. That's why I'd want to buy. I am uh, I know I can get that interest rate. Yeah, but I would choose that interest rate with a riskier debt rather than going longer, getting more interest and safer. I'm always going to be able to sell the bond and even more to my benefit mbs products on the long side are going at discount i had a jenny may that was uh floated to me that was paying about a six percent uh about a week ago and that jenny may was about a 74 uh so meaning 740 dollars per the bond par value is 1000 i'll buy that all day i'm going to get paid it's a jenny may it's an agency bond Don't be confused here. Though you talk about residential mortgages, private label residential mortgages are things like Bank of America, uh, Chase, when they issue a mortgage. Um, Agency is considered uh, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Jenny Mae. In the CME groups, um, MBS Futures, it is going to be Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac only. Uh, there's no place that it has any indication of Jenny May bonds. The bonds are going to be settled in a thing that is called to be announced. In essence, it just means, as long as you and the other party agree, it'll be to be announced what actual assets you will get. Those assets will be based off of six factors whenever you do buy them, meaning when you get that agreement, there'll be six factors. But obviously, most people are not going to take delivery of their bonds. They're more so just looking to. Uh, just have a very simple speculative bet that rates might go up or down or wherever they wherever they feel they may go, and they're looking to capitalize off of where those rates are going to go. Uh, the specific six things that will be de- would that will determine what you're going to uh. You know, like what what's going to be delivered to you is going to be the issuer, which would be Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. The maturity, what day is it maturing? The coupon, what's the you know what interest is it paying? Uh, the price, what price are you paying for it? The par amount, what does it mature at? Either at a one hundred, ninety, eighty. Usually they're going to mature at one hundred. Or sorry, in in regular speak it's a hundred. In bond speak, a hundred is a thousand. It's just an easier way to quote. Um, And then the settlement date. Settlement date always matters because bond, especially mortgage bonds, pay on a monthly basis. And the settlement date has to accrue interest and as well as principal because mortgage bonds pay principal and interest, whereas regular bonds do not pay any principal, only interest. So this actually really matters. So that is what TBA is. It might be confusing to a few people. Obviously, you might have to look it up or re-listen to this episode. Another aspect of this that is going to be very very important that people need to pay attention to is what coupons that they're offering on this thirty-year uh, residential mortgage. Uh, For Uniform MBS products on a TBA settlement, uh, the coupon rates will be 2%, 2 2.5%, 3%, 3 3.5%, 4%, 4 4.5%, and 5%. Those are going to be in the three nearest calendar months. So meaning you're going to get the end of the year. So you're going to get November, December, January. Now, this is interesting to me because this is where I'm looking at it. I've had this discussion at length with a few of uh, my friends that we heavily discuss trading. For me, I'm looking to purchase these long dated uh, 30 year bonds, especially on this uh, CME TBA, specifically because I know that there's discounts out there and the Fed is working vigorously, working like hell to get that 30 year bond stabilized and moving up. You want to get the yield curve Going back to a normal state. Back on June eleventh, when we had no bid on MBSs, because the CPI print was high. I expect that we'll have another high CPI print. I, I just like I've been buying slowly long bonds, and also using that um, inverse spread. Uh, sorry, not inverse spread. Excuse me. The um, the product known as. Um, uh, Gosh, I can't even remember the name at this moment. Uh, it's in the twenty-year, thirty-year episode. Uh, the twenty-year, thirty-year dislocate, twenty-year, thirty-year dislocation episode. Um, in, inverse collateral spread. Thank you. Is the exact name. Uh, just like I've been using that to purchase and play the twenty and the thirty. What I'm going to be using on the CME uh, TBA uniform mortgage-backed securities is specifically buying the five percent um, buying them into a future value. I could buy them well into, you know, uh, the next quarter. So after the first quarter, I think we probably run into a situation where we get a, um, a higher print. We had an 8.6% print, uh, two weeks ago. And I think we will end up with a, probably potentially almost a nine to a 10% print. Uh, people are absorbing these prices right now in the summer. I don't think people are necessarily slowing down nor is the inflation slowing down. So, I would be willing to buy further out because what happened when that print came out? Uh, There was no bid on the MBS products on the long bond. And immediately you started seeing mortgage rates for the long bond uh, show 6% because that's what the in order for people to take that long bond risk, they started wanting 6%. And that's what had to fill fill the gap up. I'm buying fives all day. If they offer me five coupons, five, four and a half, depending on what the market is, I'm buying fives all day to sell them back at the sixes, and I think I'll get even higher than six. I'm sure they will move the um the interest rates as they see the market adjust. And but I'm definitely going for fives. I'm definitely looking to buy for um for what I believe is going to be a projected higher interest rate later f- in exchanging my fives to f- for. Someone who wants to buy my fives that I bought at cheap prices uh, while the market has gone and moved up to five, uh, six, six and a half, potentially even sevens. So, this is what I'm looking at. I'm also basing it off of historical factors, uh, especially that situation of November 2022. I always try to say that they don't make these markets for no reason. They start to see opportunity, though they're bringing it in here as like they're saying it's a hedging for portfolios. It's just like they were saying. Bitcoin would the Bitcoin ETF was, was not ETF, excuse me. The Bitcoin futures was going to be a hedge for portfolio, so you could take advantage of the appreciation in Bitcoin pricing. I think this is there's a complete dislocation on that 30 year. Most people don't want anything to do with it. I tried to explain. You have to visualize what happens when short term. Um, Debt issuers cannot refinance. It's not as simple as, oh, they just go out of business. It's also that why do I want to buy risky paper on the short end when I know they already have a cash problem and can't refi? I just want a bond that I know is going to pay me. I will go further out into the curve. Then further out into the curve is going to give me the same interest rate as or, or damn near close as a short bond that is junk. I'm going further out and it's going to have the liquidity to sell. And even better, it's going to be at discount. And as time progresses forward and this yield curve becomes correct and loses its inversion, I will now have a bond that may not be as desirable as some eight or nine coupon that may be issued at that time by the time we know where, you know, they stop raising rates, but it won't matter because I bought it at discount and I'm buying more bond for my money. So for my same $1,000, and the bond is at a discount of 70, I can buy more bonds rather than if I have $1,000 and the bonds are at 100. I can only buy the 10 bonds at 100. I can buy more bonds at 70. I want more bonds. More bonds pay me more interest, which is a higher yield think people need to understand the concept of discount bonds in yield. The yield comes to you. The more bonds that you bought, the more return you're getting on the same amount of capital that you would have spent on a par bond, a par meaning a bond at its full value. And then you're getting even better scenario than buying a bond at a, a premium, which is over its par value. The bond will only pay you its par value at its maturity. You will always get back, what you put into the bond whether it's at discount or at premium you get more tax benefits on a premium bond you get more tax burden on a discount bond however the price appreciation is nonetheless yours and you would always want if you could buy a discount bond at any time and you'll still maintain the same liquidity because they're agency bonds whereas all if you're buying on the shorter end You're not getting a bunch of agencies at good prices on the shorter end. You're going to have to probably buy corporates on that shorter end that are taxable and junky. Now, this may sound like it's contradictory to to my very bearish case, but the way the bond market is playing out is quite different than my overall bearish case. And it's just looking at it from an aspect of what they're doing to try to straighten out interest rates and straighten out the market as a whole. And I can envision it and see it. I may be early, but I would now build into it. And not only that, if I'm trading the futures, I'm looking for the spot price in future because I know we potentially could see a one excuse me a one percent interest rate hike. Now, even if we don't get to that point, you're probably seeing another uh, you know half a percent at the minimum. But I'm betting my money on a one percent, somewhere about another you know. I would say three fourths to 1% on the increase. I think we beat CPI. I think we uh, get a higher print CPI, nine into 10 uh, on the next quote. So, hopefully, people have come to understand what I'm exactly talking about. This is going to be a huge product. Uh, Mark my words, and I will continue to cover it. When we circle back, you're going to say, wow, this is crazy. This is crazy what this product is and how it's returning this kind of money. Um, I can't say that it's like this new blockbuster trade or anything of that nature, but I can say if you do understand the product and how to play it, uh, you can clean up really, really well because you're looking at the future value when other people are right now not looking at the future value. Uh, unfortunately, I can't trade the product right now, but I have been partaking in those long bonds, as you remember with, uh, like I said, with the in the episode of the 10 and the 20 dislocation, I want Parts of the long bond market. And I want to accumulate whenever I see an opportunity, especially if it's a discount and it's something that's at a five to six percent. I'm taking it. Um, but my whole point is I don't mind holding it. I want the bond price appreciation. At some point, I will be able to sell it. I don't care if I can't sell it for full par. I don't need full par. Um, I know I'll be able to sell it for close to par. The price will appreciate as the yield curve begins to go back to normal. Uh, people are going to have to look for uh, a quality piece of paper because the junky paper on the short end is going to have a premium or it is not going to be worth the risk. I thank you guys for tuning in. LA Echo. tuning out. This is trade talk from a hedge fund insider. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're far too kind. Take care guys.